BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Is everybody in the world blind? Please, Lord, give me a sign, a sign. This is A Million Other Choices, and I am your host, Kim. Is everybody in the world blind? Please, Lord, give me a sign. I have another case today that takes place in Quebec. So... Lots of French names and stuff that I'm going to butcher, so just be pre-warned. And I'm sure that my friend Lori just spit out her sandwich in disbelief that I would even attempt such a thing again. But this is another installment of Intimate Partner Homicides from 2018, so it has to be told. This is the murder of Laurieanne Grenier. Unfortunately, we aren't going to start off on a good note because the town in Quebec where Lorianne was living and this story takes place is so hard to pronounce properly that I even went to those translation websites. I cannot make heads or tails of the proper pronunciation, but here goes. Saint-Anne-sur-Riquelieu. Why they have to talk so fast? This is why I have never learned a second language. I have enough trouble with English. My deepest apologies to anyone French out there. Anyways, it is about 40 kilometers southeast of Montreal, which I can pronounce and has a population of about 100,000 people. Obviously, most of that population is French speaking, as is most of the news reporting, which had to be translated into English. And we all know how that goes sometimes. So I hope that I have this story correct in all its details, because Lorianne and her family deserve coverage of this case that is respectful, accurate, and doesn't victim blame. Lorianne was born in 1991 to her mom, Danielle Quinn, and dad, Jules, and had two sisters, Beatrice and Gwendolyn, who described Lorianne as a ball of love and a brother named Louis. Lorianne grew into a young woman who was fighting some demons and admittedly had an addiction issue. 
Pictures of the pretty brunette depict a rather engaging-looking young woman that you wouldn't imagine dealing with drugs or a party lifestyle, but she came to the realization on her own that she had to do something about it, and what it was going to take was inpatient addiction treatment. So in June 2018, she checked herself into a rehab center in Eastern Township, where she started the process of turning her life around. She made some new friends that were also committed to getting their lives back on track. I have never been in rehab treatment myself, but I'm familiar with the process. So sometimes you spend about 72 hours being watched by a nurse in a detox facility before moving to, it's usually like a house-like, I guess kind of like dorms, where you eat, breathe, and live a new sober reality. There are daily meditations, addiction counseling, and group meetings, and you stay for usually about 90 days. It's quite scheduled, and there are lots of rules. And normally they keep men and women like men with men and women with women, but not always. So some of the more common rules are that um, even though you may have come voluntarily, you can come and go as you please during the day, sometimes depending on the facility, but there's a curfew and you are expected to sign in by a certain time each night. Visitors are restricted. They might allow family visits, but during limited times or offer like family visiting days once a month. Family members are sometimes encouraged to take part in like a holistic family therapy approach, but these aren't visits per se. No cell phones, no computers. They want to limit any distractions. You are supposed to be focused on healing after all, and they don't want any media triggers to use or whatnot. And of course, there is the obvious, no weapons, violence, or drugs or alcohol allowed. Regardless of your substance of choice, sober means sober. Uh, And you must attend each and every therapy session scheduled for you. But there is another rule, and that is that you are to build positive new relationships and connections with your peers, but no sexual or romantic relationships. I mean, new ones. You can keep your wife or husband if you already have one, but you can't get into anything new. It's a distraction and can cause some emotional strain or emotional highs that may take away from this healing process. It is highly encouraged that you be sober for about a year before getting into any kind of romantic relationship. Do people listen to this rule? Almost never. People are people and we all want a little something something once in a while. So none of us should be surprised or disappointed that Lorianne ignored this rule in September of 2018, which was kind of near the end of her stay and hooked up with 24 year old resident Vincent Boucher, who is a guy that I personally wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole with his face tattoos and brooding fuck the world eyes that say I'm horribly broken. But Lorianne saw something in Vincent that no one else did and thus began a whirlwind affair. Now, Vincent was also attending treatment, but I don't know that he was taking it very seriously. It was likely court-ordered for him. Vincent, you see, had a bit of a violent past with previous assault charges and drug trafficking. A lot of his history is literally written on his face in the form of prison tattoos. Most of the Quebec reports say that Lorianne and him were married, but they weren't. They had only just met. And after release from the treatment center, they moved together to an apartment on Boathillier Street North, a building with a bit of an identity crisis, a few different styles going on in this two-story building. There's some brick siding, some plain stucco, and this roof line that's a bit confusing. But it was home for the budding romancers, and Lorianne got a job at a senior's home as a cook. There's no word on what kind of work the tattooed-faced Vincent was doing. However, Lorianne found out very soon after that Vincent was, in her words, crazy. 
Now, any of you that have ever dated or had coworkers or a new friend or any kind of relationship with another human being knows that three months is about the time limit for how long we can hold in our crazy or our broken or our bad habits. I call it the three-month fart-free zone, the time period before the real you starts to peek its nasty head out. And it's okay, we all have it, we all do it, we put on our best face and that's how we meet people. No one opens with crazy. So by December, Lorianne had decided that Vincent's jealous rages and the fact that he wasn't exactly committed to sobriety had taken its toll and she had a good look into who Vincent really was and she tossed him out. And as far as I can tell, she managed to get him to leave without any broken limbs or punches thrown, and she felt a lot of relief to be rid of him. But Vincent was sad without Lorianne and was determined to get her back, and of course he would be. She was loving and joyful and personable and attractive, so he figured gifts and promises of being better were the way to her heart. Again, I don't have an addiction issue, but I know that it's very hard to stay sober. Getting sober is likely the easy part, but staying that way is the hard part. Anyone that's ever given up carbs knows that it's all fun and games until somebody brings donuts. And that's kind of what happened on the afternoon of December 15th, 2018. Vincent showed up the night before with gifts of wine and cocaine and promises to be a better man and the loving, joyful and hopeful Lorianne, whom friends described as a little ray of sunshine, invited him back in. And things went okay until around 6.45 that evening when Vincent asked her, so did you sleep with anyone while I was gone? And she clucked him off with a scoff, but he followed her into the bedroom and demanded an answer. She said, no, of course not, but he was getting super worked up and freaking her out. So she grabbed her phone and said she was going to call the cops if he didn't stop. And that sent him into an all-out rage. He's not going back to jail over some woman. Lorianne ran to the bathroom to try and lock herself in so that she could call the police, but Vincent got to her before she could close the door on him. Now, can I just say that reports later revealed that neighbors heard quite a commotion, like objects being thrown around, but no one called or anything. I mean, God forbid someone takes 90 seconds away from the bachelorette or whatever and make a phone call. But I guess in the end, it wouldn't really have made much of a difference. It just bugs me when people don't want to get involved, so they won't call 911, but has no problem telling the news publicly like, oh yeah, I heard a racket or screaming or gunshots or whatever the case may be. I don't know what the psychology is behind that. So somebody, if you know, please fill me in. Anyways, Vincent hightailed it 120 kilometers away from the apartment and called his mom Manon from the Laurentians, which is a range of mountains just north of Montreal, and told her, Lorianne died, mom. I stabbed her. I'm in. I'm on the run. Manon later told a jury that he had been calm when he was speaking with her, quote, like someone who has just realized that this is serious what's happened and then something's going to happen. He told her that he was going to hide in some bushes until she came to get him, saying, quote, I'm freaking out. But being a smart woman that unfortunately raised an idiot, she called the police instead, telling the investigators, I can't have that on my heart, in my conscience. He just confessed to me about his crime. I have to call 911. I mean, a smart, brave woman. And fortunately, she was miles away from him at the time because he likely would have also killed her for turning him in. So while one set of officers made their way out to the mountains to arrest Manon's idiot son, another set of officers went to the apartment to see what kind of mess Vincent had made of his life and someone else's. 
In her tiny bathroom, a topless Lorianne was found with a large gash to her neck, several stab wounds to her chest, and showing signs of strangulation. Her broken cell phone was found in the toilet with a 16 and a half inch knife laying next to her, covered in blood. She had a Ziploc bag, like a drug bag, jammed into her mouth, and a note was laying on her bare chest in nearly illegible writing, and in French reading, I'm sorry, baby, I love you, but we'll see you in heaven. I feel bad in the morning. I've never hit you, but you've threatened me for nothing. Sorry to your loved ones. You pushed me to the limit. Please explain to me how this poor, lovely woman full of promise and life pushed him to his very limit. Anyways, and probably the most heartbreaking part of this story is that along with the note, Vincent had left the gifts that he had given her on her body as well. Gifts that included a heart-shaped bar of soap, a Christmas ornament in the shape of a dog, probably from a Dollarama, and some kind of bag of what looks like maybe potpourri. My heart literally breaks for Lorianne, whose heart was so full and so hopeful that these little trinkets were what it took this asshat to persuade her that he was going to be her savior and knight in shining armor. Someone that is so easy to please and just gets kicked in the face by life. Maybe there's a commercial break here. I have to let you know when there's going to be a commercial break because I know that you want to skip forward those 30 seconds or whatever it is, but I put these little things in and then I never know if there's actually an ad so maybe maybe there's an ad here Vincent confessed to the police when he was captured but the matter still went to trial because he was charged with first degree murder but his defense was that it was only manslaughter because he had done so many drugs that he couldn't form the intent to murder Lorianne so it's that extreme in toxicology crapology that we talked about in another episode his lawyers, a Valerie La Madeline and Christine Brochure, told the jury, we intend to demonstrate to you that Mr. Brochure was highly intoxicated and he had pathologies and diagnoses that influenced the events at the time. She said that he had ADHD, Tourette's and OCD, which led him to self-medicate with lots of drugs and had a toxicologist testify that in a urine sample taken four hours after he was arrested, so many hours after the murder, basically, and had benzodiazepine, cocaine, alcohol, and cannabis in his system. So she asked him what that would do to someone with his mental health issues, like ADHD, etc. And he said, it's hard to predict exactly what the effects would be, but it's clear that having a psychiatric illness and adding to that several drugs increases the risk of toxic psychosis. But on cross-examination, the Crown Prosecutor Martin Bourgeau asked him if he was able to confirm that all of the stuff that he had taken was taken just prior to the murder of Lorianne. And he said, it's a hypothesis. It's possible. It's general in the sense that I haven't considered all of the possibilities in this case. And so the jury deliberated for just under four hours before deciding that he could, in fact, form the intent to murder and it was first degree. Justice Marc-Andre Blanchard said to Vincent, you have committed the irreparable, and this is an act for which you have been sentenced today. Take the time to work on yourself, Mr. Bosher. During victim impact statements, Lorianne's mom said to the judge, By taking my daughter's life, Vincent also took mine. She was my world, my light, my heir, and my best friend. 
Her sister Gwendolyn told of how Lorianne had taught her the power of unconditional love and said she was a ball of love who made a difference in the lives of every person she met. Yeah, she was someone that would love you and take care of you and be the best person that she could be for you, even if all she ever got from you was a heart-shaped bar of soap, and that was all thrown aside over his insecurities. I mean, I dislike this guy. He was a jealous and vengeful piece of crap, even without the drugs. The drugs are just an excuse to be an even bigger piece of crap than he probably was sober. Anyways, he was given a chance to speak for himself and he said, I sincerely ask you for your forgiveness. I apologize for the truth I think of her often. I'm going to do everything I can do to make sure that her death makes me change. And when Danielle scoffed at him, whining about how he wanted to try and get young people to see how not to go the way of drugs, he got all befuddled and showed his true colors, shouting at her, I can't bring her back. I'm 25 years old. I can't bring her back. Fuck you. He was then taken out of the courtroom and back to the cell that he's going to rot in. Can you imagine shouting at the mother of the woman that you killed in a rage to go fuck herself because you're frustrated that she's hurt and mad about it? This guy, I tell ya. He's currently rotting in a jail cell somewhere in Quebec until 2043 or whenever they decide he's rehabilitated and gets day parole or listens to this episode and comes looking for me. And that was the tragic murder of Lorianne Grenier, yet another woman lost to intimate partner violence in 2018. I'm going to return again next week with another case. As always, in the meantime, rate, review the show, follow for notifications of when new episodes are coming out, sign up for ad-free and bonus episodes, follow me on Instagram, or send me an email about all the words that I mispronounced. I really don't mind. As always, thank you so much. For listening. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Is everybody in the world blind? Please, Lord, give me a sign. A sign. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.